You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello, A Scully. Hello, listeners. Hello, A Scully. Am I <laughs> representing everyone? Um, I feel like we should be like every single podcast or... Uh, thing on the internet this week and review Star Wars The Force Awakens. Because that's all I see. Review of mm-hmm. Star Wars Force Awakens. Review it. You know, all, all the people I subscribe to. Or... So, what's happened this week is I had to not listen or watch any of them because I haven't seen it yet. Uh, we will be seeing it this week and we will report on it next week. So you can, if you haven't seen it yet, you can avoid this podcast next week. <laughs> Um, so Sito, what's the before, the after the show discussion? What was it? I don't even remember. We were just sitting here. Talking about Peter Pan, I think. Yeah, the different ones. Mm. If we saw the last one. I don't think we did, now that no, I think about it. I went and had a look at a clip from it, even. Yeah. It didn't ring a bell. So, no. So. Not much of a before, the after the show discussion. So. I'm, in, I'm involved in doing something, so. You, I didn't really you, want to talk You, the to listener, you. are interrupting Sito, because <laughs> she's busy. Exactly. Playing a game. I am playing my... It's not a game. It's real life. <laughs> it's life. I am creating a map for my city sky, city's skylines next game. It's would looking you be, good. It's looking good. Would you... Uh, there's a game that came out called Prison Architect. Do you think you'd be into that? Sure. Build the prison and then do all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. And manage it. Like I mean, I don't know. I might play for five minutes and think it's stupid and then give up. So it's, it gets... Fairly high mark, so there must be something about it. You know, I watch these kind of games thinking, oh, which one might you like? Because I can imagine already that if you build it in a certain way, then the inmates get angry and riot, and if you or build escape. it a certain way, then they don't uh, reform, and if you do it another it's way... It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. Ah. Yeah. Interesting gift uh, idea. <laughs> so, let me um, say, it's Saturday, December the 19th, and it is after the show, 406. We're a, we're a movie review podcast. We review a recent release. Uh, and this week we're reviewing Pan, which is a very recent release because it's not out yet. It comes out actually on Tuesday, so you could go and buy it for somebody in time for Christmas. Oh. It's a 2015 movie rated PG. It's from our friends at Warner Brothers. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis <laughs> of Pan. And it's not about a frying pan. It's Pan. And it's not about Peter Pan as we know it either. It is Peter Pan early days. It is the origin story of Peter Pan. A an origin story. A telling of how Peter Pan becomes Peter Pan. That is correct. Is a, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you got a boy, he's an orphan, it's a magical place. We all know Peter Pan. Uh-huh. In fact, there's not many people who are going, huh? Peter I mean, I've what? never read it. No, but, only we, ever seen... but you know it anyway, because Disney made it. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Everybody. Well, it was a cartoon. That's the one I saw. The most. Disney one. More of anything, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. When Disney do something, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, whatever, it trans, like, all of a sudden, like, it. So that um, the rest of us don't have to read books. Yes. That's great. Disney, uh. <laughs> Disney's right in. Illiterate for years. My lack of, um, <laughs> interest in reading actual books. All right. Now, there's one friend of mine listening to this who's just horrified. I think that I don't read books. She does, and I don't. I mean, I'm still, I think I'm still relatively I've never, intelligent. I, I'll read books, but it's never been my first choice of, uh, I, I do prefer to see films. Like, you know, if I'm, 
It was an exception for the Hunger Games. I read the books because they sounded really interesting, then saw the movies. But you know what? I would prefer it the other way around. Because I do like to to ha- take a movie and not know what's going to happen, you know? Mm. Like it, like yeah, but it, you didn't know what was going to happen when you read the book. I didn't, but then when I watched all the movies... I've not seen the last movie yet. You have, I haven't. Mm-hmm. I know what... Oh, you haven't what. No, I know what's going on. You've happen. seen it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I read, mean, you read it. it. Um, it might be different in the movie. That might be a surprise to me. Maybe they change the movie up a bit. Who knows? I haven't read the book and I have no idea, but I'm guessing no, it's not different. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty easy to figure out what's going to happen. Um, so, Pan. It's a new movie. Um, we just saw it. <laughs> I think they're all caught up on this. Now, fact. okay. So, I saw the trailer for this movie. I think you did too. Um, early in the summer. I also did a survey. Um, I did a movie watching survey at some point on the internet where they were asking me specifically about this movie. They showed me the trailer and then they want, it was obvious they were trying to gauge what people liked and disliked about this movie. So I had to answer questions like, did you like Hugh Jackman as Blackbeard? You know, that kind of thing. It was, so I have answered some questions about it and seen the trailer. Now, other Peter Pan films that have come out, like you, I've seen them. I've seen the cartoon one. I've definitely seen the one that was on television, like a BBC one. Um, used to They used to play that at Christmas. So yeah, I'm familiar with the story. This story is not those stories. It, you know, it's a, if you like the characters around Peter Pan, this is like an, you know, a new adventure with them. That's how, how I would class it. And, um, I saw the trailer and thought, uh, I'll probably not be into that that much. But after watching this movie, and I've just been having a look around and see what people thought, it's kind of got a negative press around it. I enjoyed it a lot. Like um, I loved it. Yeah. Um, sometimes I don't see. Sometimes I don't understand why people are down on something as much as they are. And sometimes I think it's like, well, he's you know, they hear a bit of a wind of people being down on it, and then they get down on it. And then all of a sudden, everybody's down on it. Like it, everybody. Your, your prime example is Titanic. Yeah. Everybody loved it. It was amazing. And then not long after, not long... and now you have an entire contingency of people who like to be like, oh, why would I like that? It's so, yeah. so for the masses, crap. Like, yeah, that, that's how they, they, and Avatar also suffered yeah. a little bit from yeah. that. Like everybody loved it. And then a month later, you hear people start going, oh, it's not that good. Uh, yeah. Well, why did you go? You know, a lot of people went to see it three times. Obviously. Um, I went to see it three times. Yeah. <laughs> In the theater. So, you know, after watching this, and I was see, I was watching it, and I was, like, almost thinking, as a, you know, you could take your child to see this. Uh, yes, there are some scary parts, I believe, for little ones. You have one friend whose daughter would not want, like this movie. She would be scared out of her wits. Little red-headed girl, I think, knows who we're talking to. If she's listening about because listening of to this, what she's just afraid of things, isn't she? She's a little more. Yeah, she's a bit older now, though. But like when true, you when you're little, this there could be stuff in here that's kind of dark and terrifying a little bit. But overall, I, it felt to me like an old-fashioned adventure film. You know, when I was a kid and, and I'd sit down and watch a film, The Goonies, for instance. And The Goonies had its share. You weren't of a dark. kid when The Goonies came out. I hate to break these things to you, but you were not a kid. Well, I seem, you know, like, a, I was probably like tw- 10 or 12, right? When the uh, Goonies came out? I don't know. Maybe. Um, 
I still feel like I was a kid when I was 10 or 12, like, watching stuff. You know, like, you have that open mind of, like, I don't know what this is. This is I'm going to go on this adventure. E.T. You were 17. When the Goon- Goonies came out. Mm-hmm. All right, so E.T. When did E.T. come out? <laughs> oh, that was definitely your kid. Yeah, so... Oh, Star Wars. Let's say Star Wars. So I go in to watch Star Wars yeah. in 1977. We go to the theatre, and you sit there as a child, and you're just open to the whole thing, right? You're just open, like, okay, give me what it is, and you, it just, you know, you're open to it. You just take you're it You're open, all. you're an empty vessel, and it fills you up without any cracks or without any, like, right. bumps in the road. So and now when you grow up, you get cracks you're in cynical, the vessel. cynical, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Now, that's what this movie's kind of about, so I found that interesting. So, I like this movie a lot, and it, it is spectacular in terms of, like, what you see in this movie. You know, Neverland is really an amazing thing to look at. It's a spectacle. I don't know if it's spectacular. Yeah. There's some, there's some scenes... I. The design of this movie was my one of the things that I loved about it. All the time, it surprised me. I was like, wow, look at that. Big grand things. Like Even the one thing at the beginning where they were going up the cable cars towards the middle thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, that's kind of like Bioshock, a game that I, I've played. And there was a lot of that. Like it was, They made it sure that each place they went to was very, very different from the last place. So, it, And it really grand. You know, like the, the pirate ships floating through the air and the big circles of water, which we've seen in Tomorrowland recently, that that kind of... Uh... Um, those were just pools mm. that you could go down through. It wasn't really a big circle of water, no. But uh, that, it re- that reminds me of, like, you know, Avatar or some big, like, oh, wow, this big adventure, you know, like, I've never seen anything like this. I thought they got all that right. It was really, really cool design on everything. On Blackbeard, his costume and... The costume in in general, like the colourful, how colourful it was, you know, like when we went to the tribal village and there was all the coloured smoke going up in the air. Um, oh, the coloured smoke meant somebody died. So yeah, I know. That. <laughs> but, uh, Reminder. But it just looked, the visual of everything to me was really cool. The air, you know, going through the fairy place <laughs> with all the, you know, the ice in the air and everything. All, that was what really struck me about it, how designed it was. Um, there was, um, when you first meet Blackbeard, um, all the people, including Black, they're all singing Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. I felt like that was super out of place. When it actually occurred in the movie, when it was happening, I was like, okay, Moulin Rouge did this. I, I thought to myself, okay, this is a musical now, isn't it? This movie. I didn't re- I didn't, I wasn't 100% sure whether Pan was a musical or not. And that scene started, and this singing smells like Teen Spirit. And I thought, oh, this is a musical, now we're going to get contemporary songs thrown into this movie. And then they did, not the clap, they did Ramon, the Ramones Blitzkrieg Bop as well, they all started singing that. And I was like, oh, okay. So maybe there's time travel involved in this or something? And it set me up for some kind of thing that wasn't part of the movie, you know? That's so I, I felt like I was completely out of place and kind of very, uh, what do you call it? Like um, self-indulgent. Like, mm-hmm. It felt like he was doing like a Moulin Rouge thing. And it didn't, after I'd seen the whole movie, it didn't really fit. It's very out well, of place. Well, I did say, you're from all times, mm. all eras, all places of this world. So that to me says he can go anywhere in any time. So yeah, he could definitely have picked up. No. And he's a very dark, self-indulgent, over-the-top, grand kind of a guy. 
So I can see where if he would pick the, I mean, that's what I took away from when he said, you're from all eras. That didn't mean just the past. He could drop down from Neverland anytime, future, past. That's why he does have technology. That's why I thought, well, of course, there's technology that couldn't exist unless he went. He's gone to other times to come back and brought back all these bits and pieces so that he could get what he wants. So yeah, I didn't see it the way he did. I just saw it as like, oh, this is cool. At the time, it was really cool because I was thinking, oh, okay, this is going this way. We're going into a musical. Like I was thinking it was a musical, but then it isn't. Then they drop all that. And they don't do anything with it ever again. It's just these two instances. Um, I liked it as it was happening because it seemed right. But then after watching the whole film, it doesn't seem right. It seems... I don't think, that, I don't think that's a fair it seems assessment. Silly if it's way. right in the moment, then it's right. You mm. shouldn't have to reanalyze it and then decide later that it doesn't fit. But that was the thing I didn't like about this movie. I know. What I'm saying is, though, if you think back on it and don't like it, you have to just remember that you liked it at the time. Therefore, that that's actually the way you took it. Hmm. not like your cynical mind having to then rethink it and then decide later that doesn't fit. You liked it when it was happening. I liked it, and I just let it go. I didn't even think about it. I just was like, I just assumed, I didn't even think about him actually going to any real time and getting it, just that whoever's writing it, this guy, this Blackbeard is, he is 100%, he's all of those weird creepy rulers that we've ever heard about all rolled up into one where he is completely about himself and so he wants the grand entrance and he wants everyone to worship him and so that just fit to me they actually did that in bioshock and it was very in bioshock they did the same thing and it was very um it it kind of was moving in a way because the, the way they did it because when you drop into the city bioshock infinite there's a barbershop quartet singing you know, as you're walking through the, and you're like, I don't even know what's going on. Don't know where I am. The barbershop quartet singing a Beach Boys song, but in an old, and you, and you're just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, you're starting to pick up kind of clues from this contemporary music. Nirvana is also played in, in there. So. Maybe you're overthinking it too. Just let it happen as it is. And then if it, the story follows up to give you more, then it will. If it doesn't, then just let it go. That was the only thing I didn't like. It was stylistically out of place for me. Um, the rest of the rest of the movie, as a kids movie, um, I think it really s- does what it's supposed to do. Tells a origin story of Pan. I said to you, I think you disagree. I actually think kids would be bored. To be oh, honest, oh, I don't. I wouldn't. Now would be bored. I would have. I would have been like, kid. oh, holy crap, this is amazing. Like every. I feel like and- I would have felt like it was boring when I was a kid, not having the whole story to think about as I'm watching it. Right. I mean. Well, let's. Well, you you mean like you you've never been exposed to Peter Pan before this movie? Uh, you know, I didn't watch Peter Pan the animated sh- movie until I was an adult, and I'd never really read it except maybe a golden book, you know, little like twenty page, little tiny, probably from the Disney movie at some point, and just read. So I never really had the whole. So if I was a kid watching this, I think I would not be. As interested as you think you would have been. It's right on my street for movies I liked when I was a kid that were an adventure with kids. I, 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 I always wanted to be with kids, other kids. Um, this movie had a very profound effect on me at the end. Like, like. Well, there are reasons for that as well. Yeah, actually, me, I was cl- very close <laughs> to, to the end. You have to say, your mother passed away this when kid's you were an orphan. Very, you were six I'm, years old I'm, and your mother died when you were six. And right. you remember her. So any movie that has a boy who's your age when you... I, I, I know, I can imagine that just rips So when I was sometimes. a kid, I wanted to always... 
those I felt like I was going on an adventure with a friend or myself even like and you were in a children's home with lots of other exactly. children and so yep. those kind of things but the children's home I'm in wasn't quite as intense as this one <laughs> this one's pretty or intense. like Oliver Twist it wasn't like that no this one like... was the most intense one <laughs> Annie, or, what's the other one Annie where she's in an orphanage where it's really rough this one was with nuns though that were like that nun was like hardcore you she didn't was, like, have those did like you? a villain no um so yeah the end of this movie with you know Pan obviously Pan mm-hmm. in, in you know. I thought it was really well done, like, when, when he... Died. I think that that gives you a... You have a bias in that area because your emotions are going to be running really high. And I'm not saying it isn't well done. I'm just saying that that's definitely going to give you a predetermined <laughs> reaction to it. Whereas someone, like, I can watch it more objectively and be like, it's a bit sappy, but it's very moving, even just watching from the outside. I mean, it's extremely sappy, this movie. Yes. Um, Supposed to be. I, I can tell. It's like Love Actually is super sappy mm-hmm. and it knows it is and so does this. Like it knows it is. It, it knows it's playing with your heartstrings. It's grand like strokes. I feel it's like, like it was made by someone who does Broadway plays. Yeah, I think so too. And the same as Love Actually, a very theatrical person inside of a movie director's body. Yeah, who's very sentimental and very like about relationships and like, you know, wanting everything to be good like and not, you know... If everybody just lives up to their potential. Get rid of and... the evil. Fight the evil. Yeah. Get rid of it. Like, so... I li- I liked it a lot. Like, it, it was... It definitely tugged on my heartstrings a lot. Just thinking of this boy. And, you, you know, yes. And his friend as well, like... Who, mm-hmm. Um, I also feel that this movie... It didn't do particularly well, this then, movie, unfortunately. I feel like they wanted to keep yeah, going Yeah, I do too. Because it... It ends like it's the start of something, doesn't it? Like, it... Like it'll the be whole the start. thing feels like it's the start of something because yeah. it is. Yeah, it's the start of Peter Pan. And I would story. love to see more adventures with this, this whole thing, but I don't think we will, unfortunately. I'll tell you what I don't like when we get to the cast. But we won't not see Peter Pan films again because, no. as we can see back throughout time, Peter Pan is you know it's an evergreen thing that people just pull up every now and then and go, oh, why don't we reinvent Peter Pan? Or, as in the case of one of my recommendations this week, make a film surrounding Peter mm-hmm. Pan. Um, you know, because people have a, uh, an interest in it. So, yeah, let's move on to the uh, cast. It's um, right here. Oh. <laughs> it's Hugh, not right here. Hugh Jackman is the uh, first person I put up who plays Blackbeard. I'm sure a lot of people from watching the trailer think he's Captain Hook. <laughs> but no, he is not. He is Blackbeard. Um, so what did you think of Hugh Jackman? I liked him a lot. I mean, I really do. I think that he might have overthought it a little bit at times. But, like I said, this character, we have to take it completely out of what we think of as Peter Pan's world and put it in, let's say we have the, we're in a real world, our world now, where somebody becomes, takes his indulgent, like, pirate, right? He's already a pirate, so he's stealing and doing whatever. And he has at some point stumbled across something that now gives him ultimate power to live forever. And so, where does that take this person's mind? Now, that takes it out of the sort of fairy tale, fluffy Peter Pan mode and puts it into very dark, dastardly. And that's the word I kept thinking of was dastardly. Yeah. That he has completely succumbed to it. And yet, he doesn't go like, they haven't made him, you know, like, I always think of something horrible and gritty like Seven. <laughs> I mean, like, he is horrible. You you trust that he would shoot anybody he does, he kills anybody who gets in his way. But he also has a bit of 
like, um, incompetence to him, even though there isn't. You know, there's that tiny bit because his crew isn't exactly on top of things. But it's dark enough that I feel like they've tipped the ballot. It's not down the middle of the road. He's dark enough for this movie to be scary. And I'm convinced at any moment he'll do away with anybody. And his ultimate goal is just me, 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 me. And that's it. I, that I liked. And I feel like he really thought about he it. He threw like, himself into Yes, he dug totally. really in thinking like, what would this man, how would he react and how would he act? And then the costuming is, because we now don't know how old he is. He could have been alive for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. So his entire, everything around him is... Trapped in old fashionedness, and maybe because that's his, you know, his light, you know, his mind is there. But it's got these weird little future I liked references. His, um, his main outfit that he yeah. wears when we first see him, it's almost like a dress at the yep, back. It's got a big bustle. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, because that's a very self indulgent thing. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like, you know, the idea of the bustle was men wanted to look at a woman with ample. Bosom and behind, and so the corset sucked you in and then made you like this very ample shape. Well, if he's so about himself, if I look in the mirror, what do I want to see? That's what I just kept thinking. He really must have analyzed it, because sometimes his whole face would do like, a, you know, a little... So I really liked you, it was, it was definitely It was a dick dastardly kind of yeah. bad... Per- uh, I also forgot about Hugh Jackman for a while. Which is good to me. Cause oh, like, completely forgot yeah. about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was aware that... Because he, he is um, yeah. almost unrecognizable. I mean, you have to really look to go, oh, as you gentlemen. Like, I I'm, I was like, oh. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like prosthetics or anything. It's just... I feel like he also tapped into the thing where, if we're going to presume he's been alive a very long time, he's also tired of it. But he's compelled to keep going. I like so how he's just hanging on to his vanity as yes, well. Yes, and you get hints of him just being like, whatever. I mean, I'm willing to kill anybody to keep going, but if things go wrong, that's fine too. So yeah. I, I felt like he did a really good job. Yeah, I did too. And because I can see him on the stage doing this show. I was going to say because it was Hugh Jackman and he was introduced to us singing a Nirvana song, and you know, we know he's a musical guy. Mm-hmm. That was where I. Well, now we do. We that's didn't know where that I was. Like, well, mm-hmm. I mean, when he was in, yeah, um, we didn't know that when he was, you know, Wolfman. Le Miserable. Yeah, but we didn't know that. No. But in now fact, we do. We were, in fact, we were like, he's singing at the Oscars? Yeah, when he and turned he up, I was like, up. okay, I, I was almost certain that this movie was a musical. And you know, I don't love musicals, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh no, don't please don't be a musical right now. <laughs> please don't be a musical, please don't be a musical. Because I am really enjoying this, and then it wasn't, so that was good. So it is not a musical, this movie. Um, second up, we've got um, Levi Miller, who plays Peter. Um, and he is a new actor. And I think he did a fantastic job. Fantastic. Emotion, like the emotion that kid can give off. It might just be me putting myself into him or something. But um, I think he did a good job. No, he did a really good and job. And he's acting with some big heavy hitter actors. And I never once thought, oh, what a shitty kid actor. Sometimes no, you do no. think that watching something. You think, oh, wow, I wish they'd got a better kid. Like, he's just not, you know. Not very often anymore, though. We've had pretty good luck lately. But uh, he did a good job. Levi Miller. You'll probably see more of him. In fact, you will see more of him. I was watching Super... This is where I was like watching the... This was a movie. Pan. I was watching it. And I kept thinking, I know that kid from somewhere. I've seen him before. And the reason I've seen him before, and he hasn't done anything before, aside from... I watched Supergirl, and probably a lot of you superhero fans do. It's on TV on um, CBS, I think. And uh, this week... He was the son of Supergirl's boss, and she had to babysit for him. He's like a teenage boy. 
And so his face was really fresh in my mind, but I couldn't place it the entire movie. So I kept going, oh, you know, you know what that's like in your head. Oh, I know that kid. Where's he from? So uh, Garrett Hedund plays Hook, Captain James This Hook. is where my problem with the entire movie is. Almost my entire problem. No, he the plays, only time I ever had a problem with the entire thing. Is this guy. Was him and the scenes that he did. First of all, his looping is terrible. There are times when the sound of his voice, and looping is when they've done the scene and there's so much action that they don't, they don't use the, um, they don't use the audio from them on the set. Then they go back to the studio, they play it in front of them and they just lip sync basically all of their words. That's looping. And it's terrible. And his voice is terrible. He's like, I I think he's really terrible. Is he American? He's my, I have no idea. I don't care. All I know is every time he spoke, I was like, oh, you're dragging everybody down. And if you don't know this every guy, time. if you don't know who he is, he's the main guy from Tron Legacy. He's the, the Flynn. From, but the he's just. Flynn's son. Every time he spoke, I was like, you're really fake. You are like an actor in a, on a stage. Who's trying to really be a guy on the stage? And I mean, not not one single. I kept hoping. I quite like because once you said he's Tron, I was like, okay. But it was he was the worst thing every time he was in the scene. And I quite liked him. I just I liked his um. It was it was almost like Brendan Fraser. In but the it Mummy. wasn't. It was completely disingenuous, though. It was all no. Really what I mean forced. is, it's this old fifties kind of. Like like what George Lucas is in love with, like the um, yeah, but he wasn't even good at Spielberg that. even. Like You're talking the, about Han Solo type of guy, like the old thirties actors. Yeah, like, but it wasn't good like that. Well, I, I actually quite kind of liked him. I, I don't know. It wasn't because he's Tron. It was just like I don't know. I, uh, I actually I think like. You're biased. I actually like this character. You know, I'm not saying I don't like the character at all. The character is a really interesting. No, I liked how he played it. it. I didn't at all. I am. Um, he was like, oh, I found him cheeky when he had to be, and but he wasn't like, good heroic at it. when he had to be. And, None of it was really good at it. So that was my least favorite thing about this entire movie. And he plays Captain James Hook. And you all know who Hook... Who doesn't play Captain James Hook? He plays James Hook. James Hook, sorry. He's not Captain James... He's nobody. He's a guy in a mine that we meet. But you all know who downtrodden and yeah, But he's not yet. He's just... And they do play with the, um, you know, the fact that he is going to become Hook. Hook, who you well, know. Well, of course, we all know that already. They don't yeah. really even have to do anything. You already know well, at they some do, point. I'm saying they do do some things. Which you might find interesting. I did. I found, I them, fun. I found them funny. All. I found it like, if you think the other stuff is indulgent, I was like, oh my god, we're not stupid. We get it. The hand is going to go at some point. But guess what? You're not going to do it in this movie. I already know. The first time he dips his hand in and she goes crocodiles and he goes, <gasps> obviously they're not going to have him lose his hand. So I was like, get over it, everybody. So Rooney Mara <laughs> plays Tiger Lily in this one. and uh, She's good. Yeah. I like her anyway. Yeah, she's good. A lot There's of this... a lot of the fight scenes that were a bit shaky and weird. They didn't have the CGI just right. And so their body, it was kind of like, uh, I had to blur my eyes a little bit a couple of times. Uh, when they were on the mast or whatever of the boat, and it was like they weren't really on there a couple of times. I was like, uh. If you, um, apparently from what I was reading, this... But that's mo- not her fault. This movie got, um, quite a lot of accolades for its use of 3D. Like, it, um, it's one of the better movies in 3D. So if you get the opportunity or have the opportunity... That doesn't sh- mean it's good. You should watch the, the 3D version. Because it was... Ma- I was reading an interview with the director just then and it was made with 3D in mind. And there is... Thinking about it, we didn't watch it in 3D, mm-hmm. but thinking about it, there is a lot of visuals that lend themselves to 3D. Especially with the, the fairies. It, it is fine as it is, but because it won awards 
for its 3D. I would say see it in 3D. Um, you can get it in 3D. There's a 3D version. I wouldn't say see it in 3D. If you don't like 3D like me, then don't see it in 3D. I'm just saying, if, if you like 3D, 3D, then watch it. Exactly. Uh, Amanda Seyfried plays Mary, uh, and she is only in it a little bit, really. I like Amanda Seyfried a lot. Um, she's in a lot of things, but, um, you know, she doesn't really get any opportunity to do anything in this one. And then I put, finally, Kathy Burke plays Mother Barnabas. She's like the evil... There's two baddies in this movie, her <laughs> and uh, Blackbeard. And she's, you know, Kathy Burke, you you will know her. She's a British actress. She uh, was famous for... Uh, no one hardly will know her if they're American. She was actually in <laughs> Nil, Nil by Mouth with um, with uh, Maureen. Uh, but yeah, she yeah, if you're English, you'll know who she is. But uh, yeah, she plays an evil nun. It's directed by Joe Wright. And you will know Joe Wright from his excellent movie, Hannah. Which is a fantastic movie, which makes me want to watch it again. Just yeah, thinking about definitely it. good. Um, and why didn't either one of us recommend it? Okay, I'm adding that to my recommend list. And he also did Atonement with uh, what's she called? Who's Pirate Girl. Yes, Kira Knightley, <laughs> which uh, actually won some awards, Academy Awards. Um, so yeah, I liked his direction in this movie. It's not like Hannah, obviously. Hannah's a bit more experimental and kind of interesting to look at. Whereas this is like a Hollywood movie. Like, it's just like a big CG Hollywood spectacular, right? It's this not way. interesting to look at at all. Very interesting to look at, <laughs> but it's it's more standard. It's not cinematically interesting. It's not, yeah, it's not. It's Hollywood interesting. Yeah, it's not. No, a, you're thinking of storybook interesting. Like, if this was a big storybook, you would be like, <gasps> so cinematically, it's basically technology, making all your CGI. Yeah, you know it's very. This is nice. It's like this opening is probably a giant storybook and yeah. being like, whoa. Um, so um, on the Blu-ray, there are some extras. You get um, "Never Grow Up," "The Legend of Pan," "The Scoundrels of Neverland," "Wondrous Realms," and a director commentary. Um, we watched a couple of them, and they are, you know, pretty much standard. Uh, the actors talking about their experiences, and actually, that I like the one that we watched, um, which is. The Legend of Pan, because it does explain some of the original intention of the author with the book. I mean, you all know about the book by now, but I, I found that interesting to listen to after we'd watched the movie about how they were saying. But there was one that you couldn't even stand to listen to. Yeah, this, <laughs> one of the extras is clearly made for children. Like, like the the narration over the top is it's talking to a three year old basically. It's like, hey, I, I don't know, I can't even do it. But it, it was. She's more like. And here's where Peter Pan began his trilogy. It's, yeah. it's, whatever, it's trilogy. made for children. <laughs> it's dark. Clearly made for yeah. children. So I, and I one day that. in Neverland, there was an actress called... Like, it was like Knightley. this weird mixture of like... Yeah. yeah, I didn't like it. So um, if you're a child, a three-year-old, it's probably fine. <laughs> uh, so in conclusion, Pan, what do you reckon? I enjoyed it. And so did but I. But I can see why people wouldn't. So I wouldn't recommend it necessarily unless you are willing to take a risk. Because... It's quite long, I think. I don't know how long 111 it is. minutes. Not actually that long. Really? That's an hour see, and a half. See, it felt substantial. Now, I like that. Mm. But I can see why some people do a lot of eye rolling. And if if the guy that I didn't like, 
magnifies itself for anybody, you know, any of the other casts being kind of over the top or, you know, like the Hugh Jackman guy. I can see how that would be annoying to somebody and that would ruin the whole thing. Also, it's not your standard pan. If you're in love with Peter Pan, you may not, you know, the origin of it may not suit what you imagine. So I'm not going to recommend it necessarily unless you want to just... Get a movie and have no sit down on a Saturday afternoon and be like, okay, I'm just gonna watch it, see what happens. And I totally threw myself into it. I knew from the opening credits with the music and everything, this was going to be a cool adventure, and I just went with it with a cool adventure, and I really got what I what I expected. I had a lot of fun with it. I expected not to, so that's always a pleasant surprise when I was like, wow, that was actually really fun. You know, definitely can see it with your kids, Um, and you know. Of course, this is not an official, like, wrote by the author version of Pan. It's a re, you know. I don't think he wrote this part of the story, didn't he? No, he didn't. So at it's all. all fantasy. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> it's all fantasy. But if you love the characters, you know, you you will get something out of it. I, I disagree. Did. I don't think that's a fair statement. Just because you love the character, yeah, you may hate it. One yeah, well, just because you, you love get something out of it, you get either you hate it's it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, it isn't. It is. You'll get something out of it. Either you will get a extreme reaction. Yeah, but you can hate. say that about absolutely anything for any reason from anybody. Of I'm any saying movie, if you love the characters, like, then I don't understand. It's a straight up statement. If you love the characters of Pan, then you will get something out of this movie. Not necessarily. I yeah, you'll either you'll either get something good, which I did, and I don't love the characters of Pan. I have no connection to Can them. I, I don't go, oh, I can't wait to see the next Peter Pan thing, because <laughs> that's not how I, you know, I've not really been a big fan of Peter Pan, never really. I mean, I watched the the cartoon and watched the TV specials, but nothing, so, and I got something out of this, so, are you, um, so you're just, like, mediocre on this movie, right? No, I really, no, that's not it at all. Just because I don't think everyone's going to love it doesn't mean I'm I don't mediocre. think everyone would love it, no. I think a lot of people would hate it, in fact. No, I, I don't a lot think people, they would hate it. Oh, I do. I think a lot know. of people that I would know would be like, oh my god. You have to be god, really cynical so to hate it. No, you don't. I'm super cynical. I don't hate it, but I'm on the verge at all times of tipping over to be like, uh, that, that thing you were saying, like the indulgence, the theatrical, I'm not a musical person, or, or even plays on a stage kind of person, and it keeps pushing that feeling. Just every, yeah, you just feel it. So that could tip me at any time to not like it and be like, ugh, you know. But there are elements of it that are hard for me to quantify why. I think knowing a boy who's undetermined and he's brave and they've made him very, you know, he's not overtly brave. He's just, he is what he is, right? He'll take the chance. He'll. Yeah, he's just a boy. But he has a fear of his own, you know. And so all those things I like. That doesn't mean I think other people will like it. So I'm not mediocre on it. I'm, I think it's above average, but and I'm recommending kind of it. it to my my fans. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Anybody who likes talk about you can never use the term indulgent again. Anybody then. who likes movies, if listen to what I've liked in the past, I think you should watch it. That isn't fair because that doesn't mean they'll like it. No, I mean if you if you kind of share us the same kind of feelings as me on movies. You would probably... I disagree with you. I don't think that's a fair statement. How come? Just because you like 
a hundred movies doesn't mean another person who semi likes those movies is gonna like this movie because I, not I like, have found that to be true like, with pe- other people I follow who I kind of have their kind of mind like they they go they review movies um, Ebert for one when he was alive. He used to write reviews of movies, and I kind of... Na- He's kind of slowed down on that lately. Yeah, about 90% of the time, agreed with what he was saying, and got it, got his... And if he said... But he know, also hated some movies that you absolutely love. True. So I think your theory an falls anom- apart. Anomaly Those aren't it. anomalies. There were a lot of... Okay, so don't don't watch this movie. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying your statement that you say things to me, like, if you see even a hint of Wizard of Oz on something, you think I'm going to like it. No, I don't, because you've told me hundreds of times I know, but you, you still think it. No, I don't. You say it. You still say I stopped, it. I, no, I stopped saying that. No, you haven't stopped. So maybe you're not even noticing that when you still say it. When was the last time I told you to I'm watch I'm not something. saying it on when the last time I, was. You still the Wizard of Oz was on TV this this year. The the Wiz, I said to you, the Wiz is on tonight live. You would hate that. Or be so so you pointed out to me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not. And you out still to think it. that I would like it? No, I said that I, I said you would hate it. I know, but you still think you. There's no way you would like Queen Latifah singing rap songs over the Wizard of Oz. There's no way. I wouldn't say there's no way. Mm. I wouldn't say that at all. You wouldn't be into that. I don't know that I wouldn't be into it, but they made a rap of, version of the Wiz. Right, but you that's not it. why I wouldn't like it. The reason it doesn't affect me, and the reason I think your theory is flawed—that if you like this, this, and this, you're gonna like this—is that just because I love the Wizard of Oz doesn't mean I want to indulge in anything else that has anything to do with the Wizard of Oz, because the Wizard of Oz is what it is. Right, so that doesn't boil over into everything that mentions Dorothy or Kansas. I or fully understand this. Right, but I think that goes with the same theory I don't that want just to indulge... because people like a lot of the movies you like, they're going to well, like this movie. Star Wars is something I like. If they I don't want to indulge opinion... in all of Star Wars ever. I just, right, you know, I totally the main that. stuff. I don't go following every single like. Oh, got to get this comic book with a little bit of information about Darth Vader. No, I don't. What I'm saying is that theory that you have that if you like this movie and a lot of the people. Like a lot of the movies you like, therefore they're going to like this movie. I think that's flawed. If they trust your opinion and they want to just risk it, then that's fine. Well, you, I like this, I like this movie quite a bit. You can go and watch this movie and you'll either like it, (laughs) hate it, or be somewhere in between. I think that's accurate. (laughs) That makes me happy. (laughs) All right. So, um, thank you to Warner Brothers for the Blu-ray and, uh, you can go and win some movies in our contest. We have a new contest in January, a really big one, so keep keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, next week's Blu-ray review will be Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, a.k.a. Mission Impossible 5. So we'll be watching that next week. Movie recommendations. I am going on the theme of Pan. My first one would be Stardust, which is Matthew Vaughn's film. It's a fairy tale. He's the guy who made Kick-Ass and Kingsman. And he also did this movie called Stardust years ago. And it is a, what would you say it is? Like, it's, it's a fairy different tale. kind of fairy tale though. It's, it's, That's a it's very... kind of a little off kilter. It's, it's not what you would think under They're trying to mix real life type of vibe with very old fashioned Cinderella, evil witch kind yeah. of stuff all in there together. And this movie reminded me of it in a way, like, one of the things was this movie, I have to mention, has some pop music interspersed into it. Lily Allen, who I really like, she's done some songs for this movie, and one of them's right in the movie. There's also some... And Stardust does that too. There's 
take that as one of the... Uh, but the this modern music in the movie, like... Uh, like Ella Enchanted as well. Yeah. Or Knight's Tale, I think it had modern yeah, music. Yeah, that also it. did. Yeah, Queen, didn't it? We were rocky when they were... Um, I've never seen it, but... But yeah, it... When I was watching Pan, I kept thinking of Stardust, how good, how much I really like Stardust. Robert De Niro is awesome in that movie. It's just like a funny... Ricky Gervais is in it. It's, you know, it's an odd little movie. But uh, yeah, I recommend Stardust. And my other one on the theme of Peter Pan, at first I was going to say Hook, but I don't think Hook's a brilliant movie. Like, a lot of people do. I'm saying Hook. Yeah, I don't... um, I I think a lot of people hate it. I don't think anybody thinks it's brilliant. I never had a thing for it. Like, people love it. Who? I think everyone I know hates it. Oh, everybody I knew when it came out was in love with Hook. Like it was Have like you read the, the ultimate lately? like it was the ultimate <laughs> Peter Pan film. For oh them. no, most people hated it. Well, I'm not going to say Hook. I'm going to say Finding Neverland, which was a movie from 2005 with Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp plays Barry, who's the author of Peter Pan. But it's also a fantasy take on It is. Yeah. Which is what made it interesting for me. And it's, what it is, is he meets a family and he's inspired by this family to write Peter Pan. So he sees the characters in these real people, but then again, it is also a, um, but yeah, it's John, Johnny Depp and it's, uh, Finding Neverland. And it is, uh, what's her face? Kate Winslet. Yeah. And mine are Hook, whether you reject it or not, because you think it doesn't, that it's perfectly right. It's the movie that, People mostly don't like, and I don't know why you think people like it. Most of the people I ever saw or read, it was horrible. They hated it. I feel like people who I knew loved it. Well, I think you're wrong, but (laughs) I enjoyed it at the time. Rewatching it again later, I was like, yeah, I get why people are kind of... I enjoyed Popeye at the time. Have you ever watched that? Mm -hmm. Try and watch that again. That is just... I watched it at the time again, yeah. Also, Robin Williams. At the time, I enjoyed it. When I... Maybe all Robin Williams movies don't, don't hold up. A few years later, I, I watched it again, and I was like, whoa, what did I even like here? Like, it's... You it's, were young yeah. <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my other one is Narnia, all of Narnia. Now, I've never read the Narnia books, as we've discussed. I don't read books. But I would liken this type of adventure where a kid becomes the ultimate hero. And while I don't actually think they portray that much in the movies of Narnia very well, because they come back and they've been the king for a hundred years or whatever, and but you don't really get that. I mean, I've never, I've never felt them being the actual heroes of the world that they've gone over to. I don't. Maybe it's there's no connect because I haven't read it. But the idea that children can, with their own type of wisdom and with their own view of the world, can sort of solve these bigger Things. And also escape World War Two. Awesome. Yeah, right. Well, that wasn't in the original Peter Pan, but it's no. in this movie. But um, so Narnia movies. No, and I, you know what? I thought of another one. I just thought of it. Um, I really like the Golden Compass. Yeah. Another one where kids I'll, are I'll on an adventure. One, the Spiderwick Chronicles. Yeah, Spiderwick Chronicles. There are a lot of like kids trying to escape real life, let's say, but then going on an adventure. Or the one that we like. Um, the one where the place where the monsters live or something like that, that's a good one. And that's not the name of it, but you know, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a beloved book that I... The one, the one with, <laughs> uh, where the, the wild things are. Yes. Yeah. Now, that was one of those that could split people. In fact, well. that's a similar... But the other one with the boy and the girl, remember? <laughs> that's very vague. 
a boy and a girl in and a movie. go over and she... They go at some over. point, they go over like into bridge the woods. Bridge to Tarabithia. Yeah, Bridge to Tarabithia. Yeah, all these movies are definitely in the same genre. Which one had the guy... Was it Bridge to Tarabithia? Bridge, bridge to Tarabithia was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. I know which one you're talking about now as well. In like a mental asylum? Yes, and yes. And it's Gandalf? Yes. Yes. <laughs> What's that one? I don't know, but see, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> all you had to do was see the look on my face. Like, what was that one? That other one. I know what you're thinking about. That it. wasn't so much about kids, but about a fa- an idea that... Yeah. Something Escaping. unreal actually may exist that it might be in somebody's mind. Maybe it isn't. Yeah. Maybe it is. What was yeah. that? One? Was it Spiderwick Chronicles? No, no it that wasn't. was an actual. Yeah, it was an adult film though. It wasn't really. I mean, it, was. it wasn't really not an adult film. Was it Gandalf? Yeah, it was. Was it John Hurt? No, or they both. Both. Poss- John Hurt possibly. was the guy looking for him. Yeah, possibly both. I have to look them. it up now. <laughs> Gandalf. I've looked this up before and had a hard time finding what it was like. Um, so I don't know. I, maybe you. We've reviewed it actually. It's on our site probably. You just have to know the name of it. It was this very small film. It was by Miramax. I know yeah. that. Yeah. And it was Mental Asylum. What's Gandalf's Gan- name? Um, Ian. McKellen. McKellen. Keep talking. You don't have to stop talking. So, um, next up is games and a scully stuff. And uh, this week I have been playing Star Wars Battlefront on the PC, which uh, I talked about a few weeks ago. But I will talk about it again, seeing as it's Star Wars week. Um, it's it's Battlefront. It's like Battlefield, but you're a Star Wars people. What is it called? Never was. Yeah, that's it. Never was. <laughs> yeah. I reckon not many people saw that film. It was really, really small kind of indie film. Almost. It had Aaron Eckhart. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah. It was good. And Gandalf. Never was, I'm recommending. Yeah. Never was. Ella Enchanted. Narnia. Bridge to Terabithia. Uh, Bridge to Terabithia. And, and Spiderwick Chronicles. Spiderwick Chronicles. Golden Narnia, Compass. Golden Compass. All those. Just make a big marathon. Any movie <laughs> with kids. You know, it'll happen to them. you. All of a sudden, you'll be like, the world is an amazing place. And then you'll go back to work Pan on the next Monday this, and you'll be like, ugh, everything sucks. This version of Pan definitely fits with all those movies. It's the same vibe yeah, as all I those agree. movies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing Battlefront. Uh, it's Star Wars. It's awesome. It's like loads of st- all the Star Wars things came into one game. Um, I found this new mode that I really like, and it's uh, Heroes versus whatever the other things are. Heroes? No, it's heroes versus like regular. So if you're like the bad guys, there's a bad guy and a good guy team, and you share one team is a bunch of heroes and one team is a bunch of just grunts. So let's say the good guys, it's three against three. The good guys are Princess Leia, Han Solo, and Luke Skywalker, and you're on the bad guys team and you're just generic stormtrooper guy. <laughs> now the the idea is you have to you know, kill each other. The heroes are super overpowered. They've got, like, loads of super... You know, it's Luke Skywalker. He's got a lightsaber. He can force choke you. All those kind of things. You as a stormtrooper can just shoot them. So it's this cat and mouse game of trying to take down the the heroes. And the heroes, if you're on the bad side, are the Emperor, Darth Vader, and Boba Fett. So it's this... Oh wow, if you're on the non-hero side, oh shit, are we gonna kill them because we're super underpowered? 
we've got to stay out of the way and pick them off slowly. And if you're the heroes, it's like you're going to run in and just like slash them with the lightsaber. Or if you're Han Solo, you can run really fast and shoot his blaster. It's just a cool mode, and you get to be these heroes that you'll obviously love. You can be Darth Vader. You can be the Emperor, and you can fire lightning out of your hands, and you just feel really evil. You know, it's a cool mode. It's uh, on Star Wars Battlefront. They also added a new map to it this month called the Battle of Jakku. And Jakku is one of the planets from the new movie. So you get to see this new environment that's in the movie, and you get to fight on it. And you're in Atats. It's like this battle between two Atats that are going towards the middle of the map, and you're escorting them so they can kill each other. Um, and it's Jakku. It's a free download. It's like a, it comes with every copy of the game, so it's cool. How excited are you that there's a new Star Wars? Excited. On a scale from 1 to 10. I've, I've actually, this week... <laughs> I don't think you can measure it. I put a social media blackout on Star Wars. <laughs> what I did was on, twi- on uh, TweetDeck, they have a new feature where you can press mute, type in a phrase, and press enter, and you'll never see... If anybody mentions that phrase, Star Wars, I put. You won't see it. Ever. Yeah, but you could, they could say something like... They don't, though, I've noticed. The people character. I follow don't. Oh, right. They do say... If I un- unmute it, you see lots of Star Wars talk. Immediately. If I mute it, it all goes away. Like So, I, find, I found that very useful this week. It's almost like Star Wars didn't even come out. Like, I look at Twitter and, well, nobody's talking about it. But they're all talking about it, right? Like, everybody's <laughs> talking about it. So... Next week, when we go and see it, I will unmute and then see what other people think. But, um, yeah, I love it. And uh, talking of Star Wars, because it's been all Star Wars all the time this week, there's a new Android game called Star Wars Heroes. You saw me playing it. Mm-hmm. It's free to play. It's by EA. And it's like a uh, old school, like a Final Fantasy game, like turn-based RPG, where you're leveling up your heroes, you're fighting other heroes. There's a bit of a story to it. Uh, you might as well try it. It's free. It's like, um, it's really a small download. It takes like a few seconds to get it. Like, there's not, you know, there's not much to it. Um, but it's fun. It's got all these daily tasks and challenges you can do. I like that kind of thing. And finally, uh, they're the only games I've been playing this week. Finally, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, came out this week. I heard it, I hear that it did pretty well in the <laughs> theaters. They've sold a few tickets. And, uh, we'll tell you all about it our experiences with it next week. No, don't fool yourself. It won't be my experience. It'll be yours. <laughs> I've told be. you I can pretend to be equally as excited as you, but A, I don't get that excited. I don't care about... if you're excited. I am. I know, but I would like to be and like mirror it or I could fake it. I'm not good at faking anything, so it's really hard for me. when you say like... <gasps> well, you're not a star... You're more Star Trek anyway. No, I'm equal on both. Equal on both. I mean, you... I'm, not, I didn't equal... Get I'm not equal on both. I'll tell you I'm not. And yeah, I, always... but, I mean, I didn't get excited when there were new Star Trek movies because I don't give a shit. I I'll watch them, and that's fine. Me, I'm more all about the original thing that any branches off of that don't matter. But to me, Star Wars is an ever, ever going story. There's never been a wrap up or an end to it. So, I mean, I'm excited to go see a new big spectacle. But I won't memorize all the names of all the little characters I know and all most places. Of the names I know you do. That's what's funny. <laughs> Yeah, and no, I I'm not buying you one of those BPO fives or whatever the hell he is. That's a BB8. <laughs> that's not BPO five. That I'll sounds just like a... paint that orange and white, and then you'll have like a BPO five R two O five. I've actually, I actually got a, a new mug 
with yes, BB-8 on it. Yeah, so I do have a Force Awakens, something Force Awakens already. So, um, Sintar, what's for dinner? Tonight will be potatoes, black bean burger. Oh, that sounds good. And some sprouts. Yeah, yummy. Oh, like Brussels sprouts. Ooh, yeah, I love spray? Brussels yes, sprouts. Yes, not, not, not alfalfa sprouts, no. And your advice would be? I'm not one to watch or listen to a lots and lots of news, but I feel like I'm aware of things. But I know people who are consumed with it, like a never-ending stream of, if you look at their Facebook or you are at their house or you're in their vehicle or you look at their phone at any time, they are completely tapped into every bullshit media story of everything mm-hmm. that's happening in the world. Now, I think it's all bullshit because everything is open to interpretation. Therefore, there's an element of bullshit in everything. I don't care if a reporter is standing on the on the front lines and you see a video of some shit going down. Whatever that reporter tells you is the information that you take away from that. True. So you see what's happening. You don't know what's happening. And if that reporter has a bias or a leaning to anything at all, one direction or the other, or they're extra afraid and so they're... Their delivery is going to taint whatever you're listening to, you know. Everything has an element of bullshit in it. So you have to, I think, be aware of the big picture, but don't be consumed by the details. Because if you listen to a Fox News story or a CNN story or an MSNBC story or your local news story, the person reading the story has one bit of text. The person who wrote it changed a few words from the person who originally wrote it from the person who wrote it and did notes before that and maybe took notes from the person who was actually there. Maybe. Or took a quote from somebody who might have possibly been there. Mm. And you've just got the sixth generation of this whisper of a story. And so I think that to put your head in the sand and pretend like nothing bad happens in the world is not a good way to go. But to consume yourself with this idea. Even my mom made a weird comment the other day about this guy that she knows. She said, oh, he's he's ready for the revolution whenever it comes. And she said it in a way that was like she's convinced from what he has said because he is super paranoid. I think he has some men- mental health issues, unfortunately. But he's actually convinced. And he's been s- buying weapons He's got a stockhold, like a stockpile of food, all this stuff. And then her, her saying it is in a way that the whole rest of the room could be an impressionable person or someone who's on the verge of being paranoid or somebody over here who's like, what are you talking about? And then you've just informed them of something that is completely bullshit. This one person's. Now, that's not to say that there couldn't be a revolution in the world at some point and now everything's going to fall apart. Again, I'm aware that there are conflicts between humans. And all this shit could fall apart at any time. I, I'm convinced of that. But I keep my distance from it. I don't worry about it. I'm not consumed by it. And my theory is this. If I can deal with it, if, when something big happens, if I can deal with it, I will. If I can't, then I'll be dead. And that's it. Well, what's your advice, though? That's it. Though what I say here, be aware of the world around you, but don't be consumed. Oh, I see. Yeah, don't be consumed with misinformation. And don't you let your own biases and your own beliefs and your own political point of view. Certainly don't read Facebook and think that that's what's happening. (laughs) No, don't have, don't read a thing that's like, if you see a Facebook picture that has a picture of our president that says worst president in history, and then you don't look at the link and find out that it's like Americans against African Americans.com. I mean, I've seen that. Yep. 
that someone has posted and posted, and oh yeah, I hate Obama, and they don't even look at where it comes from, and then you look down, and you're like, did you even realize you just posted a racist fucking thing? Do you and, even know and that? Some of them, I go, yes, I did. No. Or some, some people are clueless. Cool. They're like, what do you mean it's from somewhere? Hmm. Well, it's from somewhere. Someone made that picture. And because you mirror the sentiment, you're then going to spread a bigger idea of hatred that does that you're now responsible for in a, in a tiny little way. So be aware. Like that. Be aware on Facebook. Be aware on your Twitter feed that people are full of shit. Don't be consumed, but kind of tap into what could be a bigger truth or bigger reality and then do some of your own research. Look in all different sources if you can. And if you can't get what you feel is the real deal, then just kind of, as they say, put a pin in it. <laughs> Stick it over there in the back of your mind and watch for more, you know, whatever. I just think, oh, people just get too consumed with bullshit. All right. It's so exhausting. Talking about bullshit, you can go and read a bunch of it on com and sidsout.com. Hey, I wrote those reviews. <laughs> Up front, and I'm not writing any more reviews for you. Um, and you can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can I'm at A Scully and you're at Sid Talk. You can also catch this podcast on Stitcher.com, search for after the show, the iTunes Music Store, the RSS feed, just go to ascully.com slash podcast. And you can subscribe there. Listen there if you like. Do whatever you like. You can email me, ascoli.com. You can not email Sid Talk. And I want to say, um, stay classy, Mr. Peter Pan. Because, you know, we're going to hear more about Peter Pan. Even if this movie doesn't get a sequel, there will be another Peter Pan In our lifetime, sure. Because it's a good, it's a... It's a timeless story. (sighs) That's very... Ritualistic of you, or whatever the word is. That's very, whatever. Boring of you? Nice. And I'm gonna say anything for yourself. Cause if you don't do it, somebody's gonna do it for you. Uh, you can leave your opinions to yourself about how boring that was. <laughs> I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all It's written in